We love the truth, and we want to protect people from the destruction that comes from distorting the truth. Why? Because we delight in the combat? No, because we delight in the truth. And there is a major difference between those two. Let us delight in the truth and beware of false prophets. This is Neo420 Talks, the podcast speaking truth against the lies. The Bible says, test the spirit, beware of false prophets, expose the deeds of darkness, refute those who contradict sound teaching. Jude, Jude gives us this. While I was making every effort to write you concerning our common salvation, I felt the need to write you and urge you to contend earnestly for the faith, to agonize greatly, to wrestle The term is used in classical Greek for wrestlers who are engaged in combat. He says, I want you to engage in combat, to agonize greatly the faith that was once for all handed down to the saints. Why? Because certain persons have crept in unnoticed. Those who were long beforehand marked out for this condemnation. Ungodly persons who do two things. One, turn the grace of God into lawlessness. That's bad living. And number two, deny our only master and Lord, Jesus Christ. That's bad teaching. Jude says, agonize greatly against false teachers. War with them. Those who turn grace into lawlessness and those who deny the essential truths of the gospel. Agonize greatly in that field of combat. Wage war in that field of combat. Refute those who contradict. Expose their dark deeds. Hold firmly to that which is true. That's why we come out here every day to you, bringing you real news plus real information, because we love you. We want you to know the truth because there is so much deception and just straight up lies that are going on right out there right now in the world that we need to have a voice of truth. That gentleman, Vody Bachman, you know, provided some real good information. All of the segments and sound clips that we provide it doesn't matter who they're from it's the content of what they are saying i want to make sure you understand that because we're not giving created one person or the other anything is what is being said is what is so powerful i hope you're doing well today brothers and sisters god is great each and every day each and every way and it is only evil Men and women that facilitate the ongoing slavery of the mind, body, and spirit that we have on this beautiful existence that God Almighty provided to us that we call earth. This life that we have is not meant to be working all the time. We weren't born to work as slaves. We're not slaves. We're children of God. We were born to live and be free. I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I raise a hallelujah. Hope you're doing well today, brothers and sisters. Always remember, God is great each and every day, each and every way. And it's only criminal-minded, psychopath, just terrible people that do the bad in the world. 
It's not God. These are people that have decided to go against God, and they are working hard at it. We're seeing them everywhere today in this world, in this country, in our neighborhoods. There's a lot of people that have been tricked into thinking the gangster mindset of rap is cool or that these people, these radicals with tattoos all over their bodies and faces and piercings all over their faces and bodies is cool. It's not at all. It's just like a fashion accessory for a car. But the real you is still there. And those people's lack of quality character definitely comes through. Today we're going to refocus on what we really started out to do, and that was to report on the cannabis and hemp industries so you can understand what's happening because there, as you can obviously see, there is a major move by the criminal cabal to try to take control of the cannabis and hemp industries. For one, hemp and CBD was the number one search term for years leading up to the scamdemic, plandemic, and then the coup d'etat against our U.S. Constitution. So the criminal cabal already saw their bottom line getting impacted because a lot of their money comes from the drug and pharmaceutical industry to then they divest that into Wall Street and then they can move it all around places where nobody can really see it. It's a big criminal syndicate, brothers and sisters. They are sophisticated in their crimes, but it doesn't matter because we know that they are committing them. So, let me get into this. I've got, a, what, one, two, three, four, five, six articles I want to get into that's up on our Neo420 uh, news. And there, it's going to detail. I, I wish I had more positive information to share with you. But let's start out first with the biggest cannabis company in the United States. It's called Curaleaf. It was two separate companies, and then there was a merger and acquisition that brought them together. And one of the individuals on the Cura side, Nitin Kana, was already in you know question with a lot of people because there was sexual abuse allegations against him. There was all kinds of rumors about him before this merger and acquisition. Well, guess who has came out is actually the top investor of the overall company, owning majority shares. It's actually a Russian oligarch named Roman Abr Abramovich. And back in December, some of the 30,000 files from the uh, Cyprus based accounting and trust company Maris Service Securities appeared as Distributed Denial of Secrets, a nonprofit website. Those files were scanned by journalism and they went through them. The leaked files showed that Abramovich 
was a longtime customer of that securities operation. And his undisclosed funding of American cannabis was early. Abramovich owns the majority shares of Curaleaf Holdings with a ticker symbol of C-U-R-L-F. Evidently, he anchored Curaleaf syndicated debt with $186 million in loans. There is some additional criminality as uh, Abramovich's direct funding of Curaleaf, the records show he lent about $84 million to Curaleaf's largest shareholder, Andre Block, and its chairman, Boris Jordan, where Block backed uh, $12 million. So in total, we're talking about almost $300 million that this Russian oligarch, which is a criminal, invested into this company, which now is in all accounts, the largest cannabis licensed company in the United States with multiple state operations. Yeah, it's big question marks on my mind, as you probably have them too. Well, I want to go to the next one about the New York State's Cannabis Fund. Guess who was awarded... The, the big New York State's Cannabis Social Equity Fund that's over $200 million. It's headed by a team composed of NBA Hall of Famer Chris Weber and entrepreneur Lavetta Willis with executives from financial firm Sherbert William Shank who has not raised the $150 million from private investors that is necessary to secure and retrofit the 150 dispensaries as part of the state's conditional adult use retail dispensary program. Yes, you heard it right. The investment firm that was given the contract over Probably the second biggest state's potential in licensed cannabis is from a, and the main individual is a celebrity basketball player. And you remember Chris Weber. I remember him mostly from his college days at the University of Michigan where he ignorantly called a timeout when they didn't have a timeout and it was a technical foul was charged to Michigan and the, the possession was also changed. So they ended up losing the game because of it. He is not an intelligent individual. I am positive of that. When you look at who this, uh, the second person that's listed, this LaVita Willis, all that you can find, all, well, all that I've found online is that she has a bunch of pictures with all these different celebrities. That's literally all I find. There's nothing that I can see that she's ever done in any kind of way. Yet, she is the person 
that is listed on her LinkedIn profile as the president of the Players Only Holdings. She doesn't show a picture up there, which is very odd for LinkedIn. But that shows the unprofessionalism of these people. LaVita Willis is also from Detroit. And I'm going to tell you right now, brothers and sisters, we have already seen... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I jumped ahead. LaVita Willis is allegedly from Los Angeles. It's the other persons that are involved in here that very much so give me some, some alerts. And those people are from the Sherbert William Shank uh, investment fund, okay? It shows that Sherbin, uh, Sherbert William Shank is a minority and women-owned investment banking firm, majority shareholder of Impact Ventures, while the Weber and Willis team own minority shares. Shank, who is the, the individual, is, is Sherbert uh, Cybert William Shank, 35-year-old financial service industry, quote, one of the most successful African-American women on Wall Street, end quote, according to a 2016 profile. She is the major figure in Detroit, whose firm has led major large municipal projects, including an $800 million deal with the New York City Transitional Finance Authority. Okay, so she's from New York, but she does big municipal deals in New York City. And where she's from Detroit and does big deals in New York City. This just screams criminality. If you remember about that mayor up in New in uh, Detroit that robbed the city blind of money, I would bet money that this lady is connected. Well, William Thompson Jr. is the second name mentioned, and Thompson is the chief administrative officer of Sherbert Williams and a former New York City comp comptroller from 2002 to 2009. Oh, man, that already sounds like criminals, man. But these are the people that were given the contract to raise $200 million for this social equity fund for New York, and they haven't done any of it. And it's already like almost a year behind. Though Sherbert Williams has an established reputation raising capital, it's not apparent either in the DASNY report or through online research that the firm has any experience in the cannabis sector. You see, these criminals came in, and I'm calling them criminals because I know that the, the New York City Entire fund is a criminal element. And whoever got the contract is a criminal. See what we're... It's same thing is happening. Let's move on. L.A. Swindlers steals millions of dollars in marijuana scams. This is talking about a guy, a film actor in Manila named David Benevez, where he, uh, you know, through his years in California... And 
through his uh, athletic prowess in uh, in track and field, this guy ends up going out and raising millions of dollars from people with promises of these great returns and come to find out the guy doesn't even have a business. But he is spending all this lavish money and lavish events trying to compel other investors to invest with him. Criminals, man. This individual was from the Philippines originally and then and in the 1997 Asian Games had a good placing in the decathlon and he used all of those things to convince other people that he was wealthy and worth their investment. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable. How many people, like one individual, Hammett, made $2.9 million in payments to Benevez over the 18 months, but never received a single ticket. Um, it's just unbelievable. He has scammed hundreds of investors out of millions of dollars because he's a good salesman and he's scammed all these people. California, again, takes baby step towards interstate cannabis commerce. This state that is bankrupt and that has all these criminals all over the place, their uh, cannabis control executive director, Nicole, uh, Nicole Elliott, and general counsel, Matthew Lee, which is definitely an Asian guy, probably Chinese individual, probably a criminal, they sent a letter to the attorney general, Rob Bonta, asking him if it's if it's uh, legal to ship cannabis product over state lines or if they would run afoul with the federal law. They are trying to get the state attorney general in California to say that it's okay for them to, to ship cannabis to other states. Do you see what they're trying to do? This is this is the same state that has been used with the technology criminality, with the politics criminality, with the illegal immigration criminality, and with the drug smuggling criminality. And look, now they're trying to get their excess cannabis from their criminal participants to be allowed to be sent elsewhere. Unbelievable. That's the type of stuff that we're seeing out here. The last one I want to report to you is that um, it's kind of strange to me, but Hong Kong has banned CBD, ca categorized it as a dangerous drug with harsh penalties. Um, supporters say CBD can treat a wide range of, of ailments, famous to its cousin, THC, which is already illegal in Hong Kong. But the Hong Kong authorities decided last year to prohibit the marijuana-derived substance, a change that will soon go into effect. Residents have been given three months to dispose of their CBD products in special boxes set up by the city. The city says, quote, 
Starting February 1st, cannabidiol, a.k.a. CBD, will be regarded as a dangerous drug and will be supervised and managed by the Dangerous Drugs Ordinance. As of then, transporting CBD for sale, including import or export, as well as producing, uh, possessing, and consuming CBD will be illegal. Penalties include up to life in prison and Hong Kong $5 million or 638 thousand American dollars in fines for importing, exporting, or producing CBD. Possession of the substance can result in a sentence of up to seven years. This is very concerning, being that Hong Kong is so close to China and the influence that London, England, has on Hong Kong. Because London is the financial mecca. They do not want you to get on CBD or hemp products because their investments are all within the pharmaceutical world that they want to poison you with FDA-approved junk, but they won't let you consume natural products. I hope that gives you an insight to what is going on around the globe, and as you heard, Majority of these stories are coming out of California because that is the radical place that continues to try to manipulate the entire country and the entire world from that place because it has been infiltrated by criminals from all over the world, the CCP, from Central America, and from other places. Nancy Pelosi's dad is a mobster from Baltimore. Got to understand who is who and what is what. And that's what we try to do here, providing you real news plus real information for we the people. Go back in our archives of truth and listen as we've been providing these talks for over four years now with over 410 episodes and we have over 200 reports on our video channel. So please go and check all of them out. And as always, what we ask you to do is listen to this, understand it. And then share it with as many people as you can because we all need to know what the truth is as the truth will make us free. John 8.32 in the Bible. Make sure to read your Bibles, brothers and sisters, and get to know Jesus Christ. I promise you, he will change your life. This is Neo420 Talks, the podcast speaking truth against the lies.